Okay, let's get it. Locked in LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CST, and right here for the Locked On LSU podcast. Kim Mulkey inducted into the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame. Another great weekend for former Tigers Sam Burns, but it was a great weekend for LSU baseball as well. Tigers absolutely had to have the series against Alabama. Talked about it last week. Bama was ahead of LSU in the SEC standings, in regional projections. You're at home. You had to have this series, and the Tigers got it. They eke out a win 2-1 to on Friday, despite giving up 13 hits. Time and again, Landon Marceau came up with good pitches, and behind him, great defense. Mitchell Sanford hosing a guy at the plate. Uh, Alex Malazzo hosing a runner at third base. LSU finally comes through. They get the win. Drew Bianco, actually, with the game-winning RBI on Friday. A disappointing game on Saturday where LSU led after a couple of homers in the first inning, but Bama rallied a 6-5 to winner. Despite Gavin Dugas' ninth-inning home run to pull LSU within a run, they couldn't close the final margin. But then LSU came back on Sunday, scored early and often, Kay Doty with a two-run homer in the first got the party started for LSU, and they were unrelenting all the way through the entirety of the game. Gio DiGiacomo had one career home run coming into Sunday's game. He hit two off of the Crimson Tide, another solid outing by Mikhail Hilliard. So LSU takes the series against Alabama, and they just continue their climb. Mitch Sanford came off the bench, got a big hit for us. I mean, it was really a lot of guys that that really contributed to this victory today. And it was good to win a series at home finally. You know, our, our schedule at home this year was really brutal. And uh, I'm glad we were able to win this final series, especially for the seniors and the great crowds that came out all weekend. I do want to talk a big picture after this weekend, and we'll do that coming up here shortly. But a few tidbits about each of the games. Let's just go in order if we could. Uh, Landon Marceau on Friday went six and a third. Gave up 11 hits. Definitely was not his best, but did not allow a run. Devin Fontenot came in, went two and two-thirds innings to close it out, continuously made big pitches. That was fantastic to see. And as we mentioned, uh, it was um, Drew Bianco who came up with uh, the big hit, the double that would uh, score Beloso and provide LSU its winning margin. Um, Saturday, we... It's worth having the conversation now about A.J. Labus. It was another really rough outing, uh, just four innings pitched where he only struck out one, gave up five runs on eight hits. Ever since the extended outing against Ole Miss, Labus just hasn't been the same guy. Now, Javen Coleman came out of the bullpen and gave you four brilliant innings, allowed four hits, just one run, struck out five, did not walk anybody. Javen Coleman is a guy who we really need to start paying attention to. Of course, he had a great outing in relief against Ole Miss, but ultimately gave up the game-winning runs in that game three. But a freshman lefty with really good stuff, Coleman is one of those guys, along with Ty Floyd, I would say Will Helmers, Blake Money, Garrett Edwards, among those freshmen that you look at and say, those guys are going to be in the mix to be in the rotation a year from now. But whenever LSU needs a left-hander out of the bullpen, it's pretty clear. Paul Maneri trusts Javen Coleman, and he's a guy that has delivered at times for LSU this year. 
Mikhail Hilliard's outing on Sunday was um, pretty typical of Mikhail Hilliard. Uh, he moves to 5-0 and on the season, which is incredible. But Mikhail started out the first two innings and struck out five batters. Of the first six outs recorded, five were strikeouts. Ran into a little trouble in third. You know, gave up a big bomb uh, in the fifth inning. Uh, sorry, in the fourth inning, excuse me. But that's kind of indicative of what McHale is. He got behind in that count, and he threw an 84-mile-an-hour fastball letter high, and the guy crushed it 400 feet. So that's the thing with McHale. When he is locating his breaking ball and he is ahead in counts, then he can be a really effective pitcher. When he is not locating his breaking ball, when he's behind in the count, as I mentioned, that home run was on a 3-1 pitch where he had to throw a ball over the plate and the, and the guy crushed it. That's where McHale can get into trouble. But he has managed to be very efficient and very effective here over his last three starts, and that's fantastic to see as LSU clearly has just identified its number three. I don't even think we even need to have that conversation anymore. McHale's your number three starter. They followed him up with Garrett Edwards and Ty Floyd for the final four innings, two apiece for Edwards and Floyd. Each allowed one run, but there was plenty enough offense throughout the day to pace LSU through it. Doty homered, Bianco homered, and DiGiacomo homered twice. So it was cool that it was a little bit of a throwback gorilla ball type day with four balls leaving the yard for the Tigers on Sunday. So LSU, with that win, moves to 11-16 and 16 in the conference. Alabama's 12-14. and 14. Let's talk a little bit about what this means big picture for this team and for their postseason destination. It is the Locked On LSU podcast brought to you by Built Bar. We'll take a look at the RPI and all that stuff here in just a second. Got to remind you about betonline.ag, betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA postseason is set. You want to place your wagers on the NBA postseason? You can do so at betonline.ag. Maybe you're an MLB fan. You want to bet on all 162? You can do it at betonline.ag, betonline.ag. Remember, it's free to sign up, mobile or desktop. When you sign up and make your first deposit of funds, use the code LOCKEDON, one word, LOCKEDON, to get your 50% welcome bonus. So deposit 100 bucks, they'll give you 50 for free to play with. That's at betonline.ag, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You know, I just told our team, you know, they've really been amazing this year. The season's been such a grind, and we've had so many heartbreaking losses. Um, you know, we've been walked off of games on the road in the SEC. We've lost some one-run heartbreaking games. And I worry about, you know, the next day, and these kids just always seem to respond. They come out the next day, and they put it behind them, and they come out and play a great game. Pulmonary after the Game 3 win on Sunday. It's interesting, but that was only the second time all year that LSU had a rubber match in SEC play where the teams had split the first two games of the series and went into game three with a chance to win the series. Um, the, the only other time all season was South Carolina. If you remember, the final day of the series was the two seven-inning games, the seven-inning doubleheader. So that uh, what LSU faced on Sunday is something it hasn't really faced this year, a, a rubber match on a Sunday in the SEC – but Tigers got it. And remember, coming into this weekend, we talked about how LSU's RPI was a little bit ahead of Bama's, but 
Bama was the last team in most of the regional projections just ahead of LSU, uh, depending on who you looked at. Um, ba uh, Baseball America had LSU eighth among those out. Um, D1 Baseball had LSU fifth among those out. But the consensus was LSU was not yet into the field, despite an RPI around 20. Um, now, after this weekend, LSU has seen its RPI rise four spots. So LSU is at 18 now in the RPI. Alabama, for what it's worth, at 25. There's also teams that are vying for regional host sites that are lower than LSU, like Louisiana Tech at 24, Southern Miss at 28. That's a different topic, I suppose, for a different day. But LSU, second in the country in strength of schedule. They're putting, I'm going to run through this because I want you to understand the type of resume that LSU has put together. 18 in the RPI, second in the country in strength of schedule. LSU has played 25 Quadrant 1 wins. By comparison, Gonzaga, who's one spot ahead of LSU in the RPI, has played eight Quadrant 1 wins. LSU's played three times as many Quad 1 wins as the team just, uh, Quad 1 games, as the team just ahead of it in the RPI. Only seven Quad 4 games for LSU, and they're 7-0, and meaning they don't have a bad loss on the schedule. They've played a ton of really good teams, obviously with a strength of schedule at two and an RPI of 18. LSU's resume right there, that should tell you they're tournament worthy. But the reason that they are still in limbo is the conference record. It's why we talk about this all the time. People who like to talk about the midweeks or non-conference or last week against Louisiana Tech, it just really doesn't matter. The committee is looking for differentiators, and they look and go, man, LSU's 11-16. and 16. Can we really justify having that team in the field? So that's the thing that LSU has had to focus on. That's what we've talked about since that South Carolina loss, that series loss. And since then, LSU has done everything it needed to. It got a road series win against Ole Miss. It took a game against number one Arkansas. It got its series win against Auburn. It got its series win against Alabama. LSU, since starting 1-8 and eight in conference, is 10-8. and eight. So they have had a winning record in conference since that brutal start against Mississippi State, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. Three teams all by the way with, uh, with Vandy at four, Mississippi State at seven, and Tennessee at nine. That I mean, your first three series were against three teams in the top nine in the country right now. So they started one and eight, but tip of the cap to LSU for finding a way to dig itself out. Got a win over South Carolina. Should have been a series win, but South Carolina is 11 in the RPI. You got a road series win against Ole Miss, which is 12 in the RPI. So LSU has built up that resume, but they've got to go and get a series, one more series win this weekend in College Station against Texas A&M. It has been a rough season for the Aggies, no doubt, but this is one that if you're LSU, you've got to be able to go on the road and win. And maybe this might be Rob Childress's last series uh, in College Station as the Texas A&M head coach. There might be some of that win one for the Gipper sort of mentality for the Aggies. Certainly, we could have the conversation just from a 
rival standpoint. But A&M's not going to the tournament. They're 8-19 and 19 in conference. They're 69th in the RPI. They're 28-25 and 25 overall. This is just not a really good Texas A&M team. If you're LSU, not only do you need to get these two, two wins in College Station to have another series win and get to 13-17 and 17 in conference. Remember, two years ago, Florida at 13-17 and 17 lost its first SEC tournament game and still got into the field. LSU, with two wins in College Station, should punch its ticket into regional play. You don't need to sweep. If you sweep, it's a cinch. But if you win two out of three, you get to 13-17 and 17 with an RPI in the top 20, you're in. You're in the field with two wins this weekend against Texas A&M. And similarly, as important as it is to win, it's equally important not to lose. To a, Meaning... If you have, if you're, if you're on the bubble, and you take a series loss to a team with an RPI of 69, that's eight and 19 in the conference, that's going to be devastating to your resume. So maybe not mathematically, but to the committee looking at you, looking for differentiators, you got to win this series. You go to College Station, win two out of three. I think you're in. Of course, Tigers do have one more game. Uh, in the midweek on Tuesday, they'll play Northwestern State, and then they'll head out to a college station to take on Texas A&M. I, I understand, I'll say this one more time, just getting into the field is not the standard and the expectation for this program. I understand that completely, and I agree. But we have to exist and let this season exist in a vacuum and realize that this team, which lost its Friday night guy in Jaden Hill, which its three best players are true freshmen, which started one and eight in conference, having to play three teams in the top nine as it presently sits, to have started with that much adversity and to dug themselves out of that hole to get to this point where with one weekend to go, you're a series win away from earning a regional berth, that is massively impressive. When LSU lost to South Carolina, I said here and everywhere that LSU, in order to earn a regional berth, is going to have to do something statistically improbable. And they are on the cusp of having done that, and that is remarkable. So congrats to the LSU Tigers for pulling themselves out of that hole to get to this point where they're actually playing for something meaningful in the final week of the regular season. We'll certainly be talking about it right here on the Locked on LSU podcast brought to you by Built Bar and BuiltBar.com, the best-tasting protein bar in the world. It's Built Bar. I mean, you could take my word for it or you could just find out for yourself. Maybe the best endorsement I can give is that I actually spend money out of my own wallet to buy Built Bar. I eat one every single day. I was in Houston this past weekend for UFC 262 for the ride there. You know what I had is for, my, for a snack? Brought a Built Bar. BuiltBar.com, they are low pro, they are high protein, excuse me, high fiber, low calorie, low sugar, gluten-free. They are perfect for the keto diet. Every bar is covered in 100% chocolate. It tastes great. It's soft and chewy. Find your favorite flavor among the 18 delicious flavors at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com, be sure to use the code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, to save 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. 
As we wrap up a Monday edition here on the Locked on LSU podcast, let me empty the bag a little bit. Uh, first, congrats to Sam Burns, the former LSU golfer who won his last time out on tour, was unable to hold the 56-hole lead, but he did finish second in the tournament. He made a putt on 18, which gave him, a birdie putt, which gave him sole possession of second place, which ended up being about a $400,000 putt, not having to share that part of, of the pot. So congrats to Sam Burns, who won two weeks ago for the first time on tour and then has a second-place finish this past weekend at the AT&T Byron Nelson right ahead of the PGA Championship. Also, congrats to Beth Tarina's squad, the LSU Softball Tigers. They have earned a national seed. So, LSU Softball, seventh, uh, the number seven national seed heading into regional play, which means both regionals and super regionals, should they advance, would be at Tiger Park. Uh, the Raging Cajuns, George Washington, and McNeese all come to Tiger Park May 21st through 23rd, so this weekend for regionals out at uh, at LSU. And, of course, congrats to LSU women's basketball coach Kim Mulkey, who was in, uh, inducted this past weekend into the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame. It was a star-studded class, which, of course, included Kobe Bryant and Tim Duncan, but also Kim Mulkey went in in this class as well. So for her uh, very decorated and established Hall of Fame career, this was certainly a deserving honor. And it brought a tremendous amount of attention and awareness to LSU women's basketball. Of course, Kim Mulkey is yet to coach a game at LSU, but she's won three national championships. She won a championship as a player as well. She was a member of the USA Olympic team, won a gold medal in 1984. Uh, she is in the Louisiana Tech Athletics Hall of Fame. She is certainly deserving, and what a thrill it had to be for her family, including Kramer, her son, uh, who was there. Uh, at the uh, the Hall of Fame induction this past weekend as well. So congrats to uh, Kim Mulkey, member of the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame and now the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame on her very worthy induction this past weekend. All right, it's going to do it for us here on the Locked on LSU podcast. Glad to have you aboard. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to Locked on LSU and check out Locked on Today. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes on the Locked on Today podcast. Follow Locked on Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Until tomorrow, it is Locked on LSU, brought to you by Built Bar, your team every day.